Hi guys, today we're going to do something a little bit different. Instead of me talking about an unfortunate event, I'm going to tell you how you can avoid them. For those of you who aren't yet aware, there are 12 universal laws through which everyone and everything is governed. Some are physical, like the law of gravity, and others, like the law of attraction, are metaphysical and known as spiritual laws because they go beyond the physical realm into the mind and body. The difference between physical and metaphysical laws is time, so the effect of physical laws is immediate, whereas the effect of metaphysical laws is variable. But like the law of gravity, they are all working, whether we believe them or not. I'll give a little breakdown into each of them, but the one that I want to focus on the most is the law of attraction. I was introduced to the law of attraction by my ex and his family who made me aware that I'd been practicing elements of it without even knowing it existed. It's the concept that what you think about, you bring about. It uses the power for our minds to translate our thoughts into reality. And I know this will sound a little bit crazy to some of you, but the placebo effect is a powerful indication of how our mind and bodies work, which is why I do believe that we can think and speak things into existence simply by putting our desires and intentions out into the universe, good or bad. For example, some of you may have found that when you thought about COVID or having a cold, suddenly your throat feels sore. Or maybe you've just had one of those days where something happens like stubbing your toe and you think, can anything else go wrong today? Or if I were to channel my inner Chandler Bing, could this day be any worse? And you'll most likely find that on those days, things will have happened to reaffirm those thoughts. Maybe the lights to or from work were all red. Maybe you couldn't find a parking space or it was pouring down with rain when you didn't have a coat or an umbrella. Maybe you end up late to work or whatever it is that you need to be. Maybe you get caught in a traffic jam or your flight or train's delayed. And there is a reason for this. Everything is energy. The more negative energy you put out, the more negative energy you'll get back. And equally, the more positive energy you put out, the more positive energy you'll get back. The law of attraction and the law of vibration are very closely linked, but essentially, like attracts like. And there will be some of you, like my mum initially, who will say, well, I've tried focusing on having more money and I haven't won the lottery yet. But as with everything in life, it's not as simple as that. If you are constantly thinking about how you don't have enough money, you'll continue not having enough money. And you'll attract situations that subtracting money because if your thoughts are focused on not having enough, you won't have enough. One of my favourite quotes by Oprah Winfrey is, be thankful for what you have and you'll end up having more. But if you concentrate on what you don't have, you'll never have enough. So instead of us thinking about what we don't want, we should focus only on what we do want. It really is just a matter of rewording the way that we speak to ourselves and others and rewiring our brains. So if you want to attract more money, you need to change your association with it. You have to be grateful for the money that you do have because that money allows you to do things. Whether it's paying for your bills, giving you shelter, keeping you warm feeding you, allowing you to listen to this, eventually more money will come if you're grateful for what you have. And there will be some people who have tried manifesting something and it didn't manifest as quickly as they had hoped. So then they start to doubt that it works. And then of course, it can't or won't manifest. Imagine the thing that you want to manifest as a plant or a flower. At first, your desire is a seed, and once you've planted the seed by being clear on what it is that you want, the roots will start growing in the soil and that sets the foundation. If you water that seed with positive thoughts and feelings, it will eventually break through the surface and blossom. But if you don't water it or you neglect it over time, it will not flourish. This concept isn't something that's going to instantly change your life, 
but it could. There's a misconception with the law of attraction and manifestation where people seem to think that they can just visualise something or write what they want down and it will magically appear. But you have to be active and working towards your goals in order for them to manifest. Maybe some of you listening who have seen my travels and glimpses of my life and thought it's all well and good for you to say. But this is coming from a girl whose family from both sides have come from very humble beginnings and this is coming from a girl who grew up in a council house with a single mum of two who I witnessed struggling. Money was something that I had a negative association with growing up, which is funny because my family will say that I've always been good with money, but it's probably because we didn't have a lot of it growing up that I felt the need to save in order to have it. I have always wanted to own my own home. I wanted to ensure that if I had children and something happened to me, that they'd have a roof over their head in a way that my brother and I wouldn't have had if something had happened to our mum when we were younger. So from the age of 16, when I got my first part-time job, I started saving towards a house deposit in a saving account that I especially named House Deposit. I didn't know how or when I was going to do it, but I had faith that I would. And when I turned 17, I went on my first grown-up holiday without parents, and despite spending so many years thinking that I would never love travelling, I ended up falling in love with it. So I came back and I opened another saving account called Travelpot and was already starting to plan the next trip. But at one stage I felt conflicted because I felt that I should be putting all of my money into the house fund to make sure that it would happen. But my stepdad said, money is just money, you can always make it back, but you can't get the time back once it's gone. And the first part of that, that money is just money, you can always make it back, has always stuck with me. That sentence alone changed my association of money from being something that wasn't easily attainable to being something there was an abundance of. And whilst I'm not a homeowner anymore, I am pleased to say that I was. At 23 years old, I achieved my biggest life goal when my ex and I bought a house together. And although that chapter in my life is closed, I look back fondly on my ex and I's journey into becoming homeowners, so I wanted to share that with all of you. In April 2019, we went to see a financial advisor and we were told that based on our salaries and our savings, we could borrow £204,000, which included our deposit. The average house price at the time was £250,000, so we knew it wasn't going to happen anytime soon. But we knew that we'd be in a better position if we continued to save. A few months later, we were at my mum's house celebrating her birthday and there were some fortune cookies on the side. I opened one and it read, you'll move into a wonderful new home within the year. And my ex and I were shocked, but excited given that's what we'd been focusing on. By May 2020, we had both changed jobs, earning higher salaries and we'd saved more. So we spoke to our mortgage advisor again. And this time we were told we could afford a property worth £204,000 without our deposit. So we decided to start looking at houses online And the day the estate agents opened up again following the COVID lockdown, we arranged to view a house that we liked the look of. It was the very first house that we viewed, but I fell in love with it instantly. Two days later, we went to see it again, knowing that we'd be putting an offer in, and we even took a tape measurer to measure one of the walls that I imagined being a photo wall. I'd written a letter to the owner and asked that it be given to her along with our offer, and the very next day our offer was accepted, And on the 31st of July 2020, we exchanged, completed and got the keys. The fortune cookie was right, with just two days to spare. 
From the first time that we went to see the mortgage advisor, we had no idea how we'd get into a position of having enough money aside from giving it more time. Neither of us had planned to move jobs to earn more money, the opportunities just came about. And I truly believe that's because we sat down and spoke about what our dream house at the time looked like. We made a plan to save for a deposit. We spoke to our families about those plans. We were active in going to see a financial advisor and we had faith that it would happen eventually. And then when we did see the house, we could imagine ourselves in it. I imagined a photo wall in the corner, hanging a mirror above the fireplace and knocking the kitchen walls out to make it open planned. We could see it and we worked towards it and I think that's the true power of manifestation. There is a quote that I absolutely love by Kerry Washington. She said, I really believe that if I want something, the universe has three answers. It's either yes, yes but not right now, or no because I have something better in store for you. And ever since I've been aware of the law of attraction, my mindset has massively shifted. So believe it or not, but when I stub my toe now, I laugh. To me, it's just a reminder that I have control over the way that I choose to react to things and I don't have to allow one negative thing to affect my entire day. For example, I used to get really annoyed being stuck behind learner drivers, even though we've all been there, or being stuck in traffic in general. But now I choose to believe there's a reason I was stuck behind them or stuck in traffic because it could potentially be saving me from being in an accident myself. Or it's a reminder to slow down and be present in the moment. The other universal laws are the law of divine oneness, the law of vibration, the law of action, the law of correspondence, the law of cause and effect, the law of compensation, the law of relativity, the law of polarity, the law of rhythm, the law of gender, and the law of perpetual transmutation of energy, which is a bit of a mouthful. The law of divine oneness essentially means that everything and everyone's connected through a collective consciousness. We're all linked to an infinite energy source since everything originates from energy. The law of vibration means that everything's constantly vibrating on different frequencies, also known as vibrational energy, meaning that everything's being pushed and pulled towards something. You can either be on a high frequency or a low frequency, and the best way to know which level you're vibrating on is being aware of how you're feeling physically. So if you're in a positive mood, you'll be on a high frequency, and if you're in a negative mood, you'll be on a low frequency. The vibration in the physical world also applies to our thoughts and feelings, and once you're aware of that, you can raise your vibrations to be on the same as your desires. So in that sense, it's very similar to the law of attraction. The law of action means that every action has a reaction. Newton's third law of motion states that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. The word karma itself means action in Sanskrit, and that essentially means that everything we say or do comes back in one form or another, that what goes around comes around. So if you want to manifest things physically, you have to take action which supports your goals, thoughts and feelings. The law of correspondence means that whatever happens around us is a direct result of what's happening within us. Our reality mirrors what's happening inside. So we should all be cautious of how we're feeling because that will project into our lives. The law of cause and effect means that for every cause there is an effect. The cause is the reason something happened and the effect is what happened as a result of that. In that sense it's very similar to the law of action but they are different. The law of action requires you to act which has an immediate reaction, but with the law of cause and effect, the dependence of the time is variable because it depends on different factors. 
And the best way for me to explain this is that a cause could be smoking and the effect of that would be poor health over time. But if you took action to stop smoking, you would instantly become healthier. And I think this teaches us that we should make the best decisions based on the information we have at the time because they will all have consequences. And as the saying goes, we reap what we sow. The law of compensation means that everyone will be compensated for their efforts and their contributions, no matter how big or small the effort and contribution was. So what we do creates an outcome equal to the effort we put in. You get what you give. And that teaches us that whenever we're doing something, we should do it to the best of our abilities because it will be noticed by the universe and the people around us. The law of perpetual transmutation of energy means that on an energetic level, everything's fluctuating and evolving. When a thought occurs, an action is not instantaneous because it can be overridden by other thoughts and actions. And higher frequencies change lower ones, meaning that everyone has the power to change the condition of their lives by changing the energies around them. An example is how you might catch up with a friend or a family member who brain dumps you and that diminishes your own positivity because of their negative energy. But by being aware of low vibrational energy, you can uplift the energy around you into a higher vibrational energy by maintaining positive thoughts and actions and not allowing those with negative energy to drain your own. The law of relativity means that everything's neutral and the meaning will come down to your own perspective and your perception but it teaches us to compare problems into its proper perspective. Of course, there will always be people who have a worse off position, and that's not to say that your feelings are invalid or that you're not allowed to feel that way because someone has it worse off than you. It just means it's all relative, and often we compare our situations, whereas I think this teaches us to appreciate what we have without needing to compare it to others. Polarity is a principle that everything has an opposite, good and bad, love and hate, hot and cold, everything has an opposite. And contrast brings more clarity into all of our lives. We wouldn't know happiness without experiencing sadness and we wouldn't know love without experiencing pain. It teaches us to change our mindset because if we can understand there's a positive to every negative, we can make a conscious effort to only focus on the good. And it's easier said than done, but the more you practice it, the easier it will become. The law of rhythm means that everything vibrates to certain rhythms and phases and we see this in our everyday lives. We see it how we fade in and out of various seasons as each year passes by, how certain plants and crops will come out at certain times, the moon cycles, a woman's monthly cycle, the way that we breathe in and out and the way that the sun rises and sets. The world is constantly moving, flowing, shifting and transforming and I think this one teaches us that everything is temporary that this too shall pass, and there's beauty in every stage of our lives. The law of gender might be a bit of a controversial one at the moment, but it means everything in nature has masculine and feminine energies. Both energies exist within us, regardless of your sex, and it's essential for life to exist. There has to be a balance, like yin and yang. So now that you're aware of these things, what can you do? I would say, sit down and think about the type of life that you want. What do you want your relationships to be like? What are your personal desires? What are your professional desires? Are there any material objects that you want? And if so, what are they? Write them down. And write your best case scenarios down. This is something that I've recently done and I've got some friends and family to do this as well because there's energy in everything that we do. We can all say what we want to achieve and write it down, but if we still have self-doubt in our minds, it's harder to attract it. 
And often we can have dreams that seem so big that we don't think they'll happen. But if you write down your best case scenarios, it's not a goal, it's what you'd love to happen. So no matter how many niggling thoughts you might have, the ideal situation is still sat there and working in the background. It doesn't matter how many negative thoughts we have, it won't undermine the ultimate best case scenarios. Make visualisation boards or goal boards. I have an A3 scrapbook and every year I have a little tradition of my own where I'll make a goal board for the year ahead. But in that book I also have pictures of the things that I'd like in general. I've separated it into different categories so I've got my dream house, the places I want to travel to and the things that I want to do. You can also listen to positive affirmations, money mantras or positive playlists. There's so many things that you can do. But I want to leave you with this thought. Do you remember when you were a child and people would tell you that you could do or be anything that you wanted to? So often we would change our minds because back then we had no idea about the amount of energy it would take to chop and change fields now, but it didn't matter. Everything seemed possible and magical as a child and somewhere along the way we lose that. But even if you were to change your career goals at 40 years old, you'd still have over 20 years left in that field, so it's never too late. And what I've realised is there is still some source of magic in the world and it's within each of us. We do still have the potential to be and do anything. We just have to believe that ourselves. So don't let anybody tell you what you can and can't do or what you're capable of. We all know what we're capable of. And if you want something bad enough, you work hard for it and you have faith in yourself. There is no reason why you can't achieve it. What I'm hoping you'll take away from this episode is that you are the greatest project you will ever get to work on. So you should take your time and have fun with it and then maybe you'll create a bit of magic.